All right, y'all. So um, real quickly as we get started here, I'm having to use the mic that for a couple of months would kind of go in and out on its own accord. So if I have any issues with this, please let me know in the chat. Um, and with that, we'll get started. So uh, three, <laughs> here we are again, uh, third time in a in a, in a week or a three weeks in succession, rather, that I'm sitting here doing an instant reaction uh, podcast to where Florida State loses. Florida State loses tonight to Clemson, 34-28, to 28, um, and we can talk about the game. Look, uh, I've had to do some really <laughs> tough instant reactions on this channel. Um, this isn't necessarily one of them. I mean, the, the, the depressing, frustrated, whatever you want to label some of the uh, post-game emotions that we go through as fans, I don't think it's really, you know, if anything, it just kind of revisits what you felt uh, last week, you know, it, what transpired tonight makes uh, a week ago all the more painful and and all the more of a realization that you really let one get away. And, um, you know, tonight, uh, I don't want to say it played out exactly like we thought it was, but fairly close. I think I had 28-21. Uh, Bud said his internal numbers had this at something like 34-22, and I think he formally predicted 31-21. Um, so a wild game in which you see Florida State come out and uh, have an incredible amount of success running the ball, relatively speaking, against the opponent that they were playing against. Um, have uh, really some interesting stuff dialed up that I look forward to going back and looking at. Uh, you're using your tight ends fairly creative. Something I mentioned in the in the preview is that you might uh, – well, yeah, the tight ends would be focused or featured – you have, I know, three plays in that opening drive where you come out, you double tight, um, and it very much appeared to be uh, of the idea that if you're going to have success running the ball on Clemson, uh, that you needed to do it coming out of the gate um, on non-predictable running downs because obviously, um, you know, we're aware as to what this offensive line uh, does in those situations and particularly – you know, with, with a team like Clemson. So um, you have some great success early. You have a really interesting game plan that allows you to score twice. And at 14 to 14, this looks like a really good game. Um, you have a couple minutes at the end of the half that honestly, y'all, uh, is the game over at halftime? No. Is the game over um, after that kickoff return and as soon as Clemson scores? Yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to find some way to say this. Like, I think you can acknowledge that Florida State uh, doesn't quit. Absolutely. I mean, if the game isn't over immediately after they score, uh, it's certainly over with about seven minutes left and uh you know you're looking at uh, what a score of 34 to 14 i think at the time game's over um and all too frequently we've had these situations where you have to ask yourself oh well this game's over and we're just playing these last you know 22 minutes to see who's bought in and who still wants to try now on the plus side i think the answer you got was pretty much everybody on your roster um, obviously it is a negative that you're still having to ask yourself questions like that 
uh, in year three, and you would have thought that uh, you know you could get a, away from situations like that. But you have a period of play there that is as you know deleterious as can be uh, to being competitive with a team in a program like Clemson is how you end your half. Uh, Seventeen to fourteen, and uh, you just have a fumble in a situation where you can't have a fumble. And I know that's a kind of silly fan talk to be critical of uh, of Jordan in that situation. But you, you know, the events that transpired there is the exact, uh, you know, the the definition of what can't happen. You can't give Clemson a chance. They already get in the possession coming out of half and everybody, if you weren't familiar with what middle eight meant before going into this game, we all got a, a, a crash course on it or a reminder on it, depending as to uh, your previous knowledge of the subject. But, um, you know, Florida state more or less gives this game away. Um, and Clemson was a more talented team. Uh, Clemson is uh, not like a master class in coaching, but uh, well coached and, uh, you just can't be providing situations like that uh, to a team. And coming out of uh, of half and giving up the kickoff return that you did, it's a tough night for uh, for three in general. Um, the first, <laughs> uh, I see a commenter comparing our middle eight to the Red Wedding, and, and uh, that is unfortunately too accurate uh, there, Prince. Um, you're, um, yeah, and no, I just totally lost my uh, train of thought there. So can't be laughing at uh, Game of Thrones references during the instant reaction. That's a, a lesson learned. Um, but Knowles has the play that, you know, we're all going to look at early where it's seven to nothing. He comes on a blitz, uh, misses the quarterback there. Uh, and Dent, I'm, I'm a little bit frustrated with how Dent plays that uh, as well as far as how hard he comes crashing down. Uh, from the safety position, but my point there on Knowles is that, you know, DJU is a tough guy to sack. You Asking him to to just uh, sack a quarterback on a, a blitz like that is is a lot, but you can't whiff there. Uh, you have to make the quarterback be adjusted in what he's trying to do uh, by your presence when you're, when you're coming in a situation like that, and uh, that was kind of the first of a little bit of an unraveling uh, for Florida State's defense there. My other kind of roundabout way of talking about uh, Knowles and some frustrations that I had with him. I had to go back and look, but the effort put in on the uh, kick coverage on the return uh, that Chip gave to open the second half is frustrating. Um, and maybe I'm being unjustly critical. Again, this is an instant reaction podcast where we sit down, talk about what we saw, or sometimes more appropriately, what we thought we saw, uh, and then can go back and, and try to confirm over the next uh, 36 hours or so. But I have a frustrating night with Knowles, and those are just two uh, examples of it. Do want to thank our sponsors that make the Knollcast possible. Uh, instant reactions. We just sit down and do these real quickly, uh, but we do always want to thank the people that make the Knollcast possible. Tarpon Sellers. You can go to tarponsellers.com. Knollcast is the coupon code there. Louisiana Hot Sauce. The legendary team of Chad and Shannon at uh, Legendary Home Loans. Congruity. And always our friends at Charlie Park. Uh, again, if you're in Tallahassee, the brunch that they do on Sundays is as great as anything that's out there. And we would highly recommend 
that you give them consideration. So um, I, I don't know the exact terminology. Uh, I don't want to say that you got a black eye in your recruiting efforts because you didn't, you know, if anything, the effort that you give in the in the fourth quarter there, despite a lot of the stadium uh, being empty, helps you on that end. I think it, uh, you know, you didn't like, you didn't sink a ship, right? You didn't leave a taste in a whole lot of kids' mouths that as they left that stadium, as, as many other recruits have over the last four or five years, you have to go back to a hotel tonight or tomorrow morning and look themselves in the mirror and they're like, yeah, I really want to be a part of that. So I don't think that you, um, you know, you, you drink from like a, a the poison chalice or something like that if we're going to stay with various uh, Game of Thrones references. But, um, you know, I don't know that you you had a great night either. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out over time. Uh, but, you know, playing Clemson in that atmosphere uh, and then all of a sudden almost like the, you know, the air gets taken out of the stadium uh, there in the final minutes of the second quarter and the first minutes of the second half. Uh, and stuff. So again, I don't think it's a, uh, I don't think it's anything that you necessarily um, suffer like defections from or something, but I don't know that you uh, would have had like the effort or the product to sell if maybe that was a competitive game throughout and you, you know, you lost just there at the end. So um, despite the 14 points in the fourth quarter. And I, I want to give credit to this team uh, for continuing to try. And I also want to acknowledge, as I attempted to previously, that uh, Florida State seems to have a lot of success in these games where I don't think it's really accurate to label it garbage time, y'all. But whatever the Venn diagram of is not garbage time, but not necessarily getting like uh, the other team's most uh, maybe focused effort and also um, a much more conservative form of, of coaching. Uh, I do think you have to, uh, you know, you can't, you can't just constantly praise kids for not quitting while at the same time you want to, and at the same time you want to acknowledge that that is a step forward that's taken place in this program. But, um, at some point that, that message, you know, starts to fall on, um, on ears that don't really want to hear it anymore. Um, Regardless of how this game ended, let's just hypothetically say this game ended uh, 37-17 or something like that. I would have come on here and said, okay, Clemson's a better team. Not the week to be like, you know, super depressed or disappointed in the way uh, an outcome of a game ended. Um, did you get through the game healthy? I think so. Uh, and the point that I'm trying to make that it had this ended 37-17, to 17, uh, I would have said, let's all you know, let's fast forward through this. Clemson's a good team. They beat you. Uh, frustrating game management, frustrating string of mistakes, of which we've seen from this team more than we would have liked. But can you get through this healthy? And can you get in a situation where you can go through this bye week, come out of it, and win four or five games? Okay, you've got the Louisiana game, that of which you can feel relatively confident in. Um, do you can you beat Georgia Tech? Of course you can beat Georgia Tech. And you you need to beat Georgia Tech. So come out of there, uh, out of the bye week, beat Georgia Tech, and turn your focus into winning, you know, three out of four. Yes, this team can do this, but I'm all the more, you know, concerned that you could look at, at a team that could lose uh, two or three games of their remaining ones as well. So uh, this will be interesting. We all... 
as uh, as emotional fans, <laughs> uh, will be you know glued to uh, to what we see and how this plays out, and we're going to get a great idea as to the trajectory of this program and uh, how it's going. I, I ultimately believe that they will win uh, at least three and uh, have a legitimate chance at winning four, um, but. It's uh, there's everything to play for, and and I honestly think that uh, you know there's a pretty big variance as to how these games uh, could play out. You can see yourself winning four, uh, an outside shot at five, and I could see you losing you know three as well. So um, it's a strange game in the fact that like you want to credit them for their fight, you want to continue to you know acknowledge that uh, Jordan and all these other uh, guys don't quit they you know you out there running being aggressive uh banging into the into the end of the fourth quarter and i'm talking about defensive effort that you get uh as well but uh there are these you know there's there's that moment in in time during this game uh where you compile so many mistakes on top of each other and and you literally have offensive defensive and special teams failings in about a five-minute game, uh, a five-minute window of game time that completely removes any chance of uh, of really winning this game. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll save the, you know, like the coaching. <laughs> if we want to start talking about buyouts and coaching searches and stuff, uh, uh, we've got the next five weeks to let that organically solve itself. You know, we'll... Uh, We'll figure out how that goes and and we'll be able to uh, adjust accordingly. But um, Florida State plays Clemson well, all things considered, particularly well uh, in the first 20 minutes of game time, shows some things in the run game uh, that they had not previously uh, liked what they did with the tight ends, both in the tight uh, double tight looks, but also uh, some of the other aspects of Use of the tight end is uh, on, I think, the fourth drive. You line up 87 out wide, and then uh, I can't remember if you bring him down in motion, but he's uh, he is the pin aspect of the pull and pin that you hear about this uh, offense all the time. And I think the next play, you bring 85 down and have him uh, chip a defensive end blind, which is just what you have to do when you're playing a defense um, and a defensive line as good as this one. Um, big credit to 85, uh, on the, uh, one play that he makes there at the end of the game. Uh, just great to see kind of that raw athleticism, uh, a kid that is, uh, certainly that of what we know, uh, the future of the tight end room and, uh, glad that he was able to have a moment there with a, what a uh, pass that I wait, think went somewhere ultimately for 30 yards or so after he got done. Uh, dragging, dragging a Clemson defender for a couple yards. So uh, Marquise and Douglas really liked uh, the two receptions that we saw out of you tonight and uh, a kid that's continuing to uh, develop some. So I'll try to answer some questions uh, if you guys have any, um, you know, the fake punt. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on that. In my opinion, the game was done at that point. Uh, you you tried it because you tried it. and. Um, my the more frustrating aspect of the special teams part of this conversation is the uh, the kickoff return. I mean, I know that um, 
there's been some nice moments from special teams this year, but there's also you know, absent Fitzgerald's kicking. Uh, there's also been some, you know, some real head scratchers. And as I believe I said last weekend, uh, it is consistently frustrating to see Florida State play as poorly as they do on special teams, uh, particularly when you account for how much time they spend on special teams uh, in practice. So, um, yeah, a, a rough night for Knowles. Uh, Dent has had some moments and, and also some rough ones. Um, 13 is rough. I mean, uh, I think you have to evaluate what you're doing. You know, I, I don't like, again, this is probably a conversation for later in the year, but, um, questions about what you're doing in the defensive back room. Certainly. I mean, I think you, uh, just need to look at what you're doing and, uh, whether or not some of the recruiting, uh, wins that you get there are offset by, coaching or uh, perhaps lack of developing. So uh, a question that we can re-examine. Um, yeah, uh, a question from Christopher in the chat about why how Spain hasn't been getting uh, more targets. Uh, certainly involved a lot more tonight, particularly early. Uh, I just think that you don't really have a whole lot of opportunities uh, with this offensive line to set up and block in a manner that's really conducive to what you want to do with Spain. I mean, he's not just a nine route specialist, but for the most part, it's a kid that you want to use on long developing routes. And, you know, as we were reminded again, uh, that's not what this offense's uh, strength is. And again, y'all, I'm just not going to get that disappointed in this game. I mean, there's, there's literally friggin' moments where you got jazz turn team trying to block KJ Henry. All right. That that's as good of a summary as I can get. As yes, has this team gotten better? Are there more talented pieces overall? Yes, uh, but you've suffered some really rough injuries, um, and you're still, you know, left in a situation where you got a a guy in the portal that's uh, trying his hardest, but you took him at a last minute, and you knew there was a that he was basically a variant or a um, an emergency play, and your emergency play is out there trying to block block a kid that's going to be like a top ten draft pick. And that's kind of where you still are. Um, I'll have to go back and look at this and I don't want to be too critical, uh, but I, I do think you need to get a little bit more of a higher level of play from, from 10 on your, your defense as well. Um, that's a guy that you thought of uh, that would be one of your defensive leaders uh, as far as production and uh, talk about him being one of the better safeties in the country. You know, you can roll your eyes at talk, but I think you need to, from a guy that, um, how can I say this? You know, my, my impression is that you probably, and there's no like stigma here. So I don't know why I'm hesitant to talk about it, but you know, probably NIL was involved in keeping 10 around and keeping Fabian Levin around. Right. Um, and Fabian will probably be back for the Georgia tech game. That'd be nice. Um, and 10 has had a, a season, uh, not nothing disastrous, but not the season that I think you thought you were going to get out of him. And I think he's probably battling a little bit of an injury there. So uh, surprise, surprise, Florida State's had some, uh, you know, had some injuries that have been impactful and negatively impactful on uh, on how this has played out. So Florida State loses 34-28. I realize I've got the no, Florida State loses 24, excuse me, 34-28. To Clemson in a game that's, uh, you know, maybe not as close as the score would look. 
Um, but again, for for me tonight and and watching uh, NC State play again today, it was just more about what transpired last weekend, and that's real the real you know frustration is you came out tonight, uh, you had a really good game plan, you got decent uh, effort from your team, and uh, ultimately kind of played out in a manner that uh, I think a lot of people thought it would overall. So um, I see a question about Julian Armella. Uh, yeah, I'll just reiterate what I said earlier in the week. Um, I think that it wouldn't be a surprise to me if you didn't come out of the bye week uh, playing Armella. And and that's not necessarily a, you know, like a, a knock on, on Jazz. Yeah, there's tough moments, but you're asking a lot of a kid that you knew that if you had to ask a lot of that kid, you're going to be in trouble. Uh, so you know, if you're going to, you know, go through some of the the growing pains, I think you should go through it uh, with a kid that's going to be in theory, one of your kind of um, feature uh, aspects of the, of the offensive foundation for the next couple of years. So um, y'all appreciate uh, the support. It's a, you know, Never a fun time to be talking about a third Florida State loss in a row at 12.30 in the morning, but it is what it is. Uh, Florida State has a bye week and uh, then enters a five-game stretch uh, that will be fascinating. And uh, in, like words words fail to state how important it is uh, for you know the future of the program. You've, you've got to get three at a minimum, and um, if you want to do – what I think you can do on the recruiting trail and uh, maybe more importantly uh, in the portal, you really, you know, got to do everything that you can to try to get for. So, um, but now we'll be back uh, this week. We may, uh, we may only have one show this week with the idea that it's a bye week uh, but we'll be back at least once this week. Uh, and then we'll fall back into our uh, regular schedule after the bye. So uh, I realize it's going to be a tough, you know, two weeks here with three losses in a row, uh, I wouldn't get, uh, you know, I wouldn't get too negative about it. I'd just look and see what's uh, what's out there, who's healthy, and um, you know, you look at the next five games, and everybody knows what you have to do. So, appreciate it, y'all. I'm gonna sign off here. Thanks for the support that we received. Bud and I are incredibly fortunate to be able to do this uh, in the manner that we do, and uh, for as long as we have, and we wouldn't be able to do it uh, without y'all. So, till then. Talk soon. Go Knowles.